This week on RSBNB Update, Fort 4 and 3 arrives, and we question if it's the beginning of a construction rework. But you might ask, can you call it a rework if the XP rates don't hit the mark? We discuss XP rates, accessibility, and who ultimately the Fort most benefits. This is RSBNB Update, episode 922, recorded Thursday, February 16th, 2023. Constructing Nobility. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of RSBNB Update. We're here with the new construction update this weekend, or this week, this month. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Anyways, it's been an interesting week. Uh, hi, Tannis. Hey, Shane. Also uh, joining us here uh, this week to talk about Fort 4 and 3 new foundation is Zerdones. Welcome. Hi there. Good to be back. You'll remember him from uh, various quest weeks, and uh, I think you were on for some of the Elder God War stuff last year, clan mm-hmm. quest member and such, so uh, welcome welcome aboard again. Um, I, I, I realize that you know we kind of need to do a bit of a quest week, even though it's a quest week in air quotes this week, because, uh, you know, they... Said that this was going to open up with a mini quest, but oh, it's actually it actually counts as a quest. We got a full quest point for it, so that makes it a a quest week, to, despite uh, what we got here. But uh, we'll get into that in just a couple of moments. If you're joining us for the first time, you can follow along in our show notes at update dot show. You can also uh, check out our friends chat bits bites. We have a Discord at rsbnb dot com slash discord as well, and of course, you can find tannis and myself in game at tannis 79 and shane 12088 respectively and zerdones is just uh, i think you're just zerdones right now right yep that's yeah. the one all right good fort four and three new foundations construction uh update new construction training method alongside a quest so we're going to start off uh, with the quest of course you talk uh to the king and you go see the king and his wife in uh in Varak and um they're they're getting ready to handle uh, all the potential incoming uh, problems on the on the northern on the northern front, and the hired help they had in there was not able to do uh, what they wanted to do. So they, you hear arguing and yelling inside the room, and then after that, you uh, uh, step in after uh, the quote unquote veteran adventurer was not able to deliver the protection uh, that that he promised. So that's where that's where we, the player, the former world guardian. Uh, step in, and of course, the reason we 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 just offer our services up as we do in each and every quest, right? Um, and it, it's quite interesting. And we'll, we'll get to. Uh, I, I want to come back to what you said in pre-show Zerdones about that very first RuneScape quest and what that means uh, now for this. But the the king says that if you're able to, you know, build this fort and defend it, he'll make you a duke or a duck or a duchess, right? And yeah, and that's what and, and that's what this whole whole quest is about is that um, you get a a cutscene showcasing the impending threat from the remaining Zamorakians and such, which is uh, still uh, foreshadowing what's going to be happening in the storyline, I guess, going uh, forward with the with the emphasis that Zamorakian forces could be um, preparing another attack this time directly on uh, Mistelin. Of course, and as such, you need to build the fort and and protect it. And the quest involves you 
uh, going to what will become Fort Four and Three and building uh, the walls and the first uh, and the first uh, and the first workshop building for that quest. Um, I, I feel like this was it didn't need to be a quote unquote actual quest. They just did that because of the of, I, I think the, the pure length of it, right? Because it wasn't mini yeah. quest in length. Yeah, there was I nothing mean, mini say, about this. No, there's nothing mini about that. But I mean, you say that, but Majorat Memories is a mini quest, and that's that True. quest is essentially gain two hundred thousand divination yeah. XP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Quest wise, I, I I feel like this is kind of just uh, setting the table for where we go in the in the next quest. Um, we know the next quest is going to be a murder mystery quest. Anybody want to bet that the guy who gets murdered is going to be the one who was um, sent away here, the veteran adventurer? Or is that not high stakes enough to be tracking down the the murder of this veteran adventurer? No, I, I think it's going to be uh, a new my my money. I'm going to put my chips down on new character, minor nobility. Okay, and then with us being the new duke or duchess, then it falls to us being in effect in charge of the fort to figure out exactly what happened at that murder mystery. I think they said it involved a dinner or something too. So who knows if, you know, it's going to be in the fort, but you have to imagine that the fort uh, will come into play because they said the requirement for the next quest is actually um, completing all the tier one buildings for the fort. So um, that's the reason why you, why you want to do this now, if you want to complete the quest that I guess at this point um, is, is coming in March. Uh, there, there's also um, the the effort that you have to undertake to kill a few armored zombies. Uh, not, not too much trouble with that, there, right? No, low level, low level enemy is 750 health. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was able to just use my pickaxe there. So yeah, so that was, that was fine. Um, and you know, we also got to say, just in general, uh, quest wise, on this uh, environment and storytelling, it. It makes for a perfect onboarding point for somebody who is new to the game, I have to say. I do have to say that. And for, for that reason, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed with the way um, the XP side of the uh, update went, but we'll, we'll get there um, after. Um, I think the other thing I want to highlight from the quest, and in particular the wall-building effort, aside from uh, finding ways to make the Zamorakians pay for the wall, um, you can actually two-tick the, the wall progress so so that was that was interesting and i tried two ticking inside after the fact but realized that no you just got to follow along um the optimal uh construction hotspot so it's only for building the wall that you are able to two tick that um well even that's not nothing because that is a lot of wall building you have to do yeah 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 and i'm and i i guess that's that's why people were stocking up on limestone uh, before mm-hmm. before the update dropped. And I think we have to make note at this point, uh, just to the sheer number of people out there who got merched uh, this past weekend on that because of them buying limestone on the GE, when in reality, there's a limestone stock at the fort. There's a limestone uh, stock in the, in the Morton area. There's a limestone stock in Keldegrim. There's a limestone stock in Prif, and then you just have to process it. And or you can do like mine. there's a mining spot right next to the fort. Yeah, there's a mine like thirty tiles away. 
You can walk. You can see it. You can see it from your house. (sighs) It's just a little weird that 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 happened, right? Like, maybe it's because we didn't know how many of these we were going to need. But, you know, it's less than a couple hundred for the entire quest in the first set of buildings. Yeah, I mean, to to get the whole quest and all tier three buildings, it's 630, I think, in total. Something like that. It's not more than 700. So, yeah, bio, Keldegrim, bio, Prif, you're done. And then the same thing when you start talking about the buildings in terms of the amount of planks that's needed. You don't need to get merged for those either, because anybody who's been doing their mahogany planks with their plank maker is going to have enough of those. And, you know, Saren Spears drop teak planks more than more than they uh, have any right at doing that. And then you just have... Oh, the oak oaks planks and, are the ones that are a little hard to yeah, get. Yeah, oak and normal. Yeah. Though I think you can get I, normal from um, the, the armored zombies, I think. That could be. I know oak you can get from, uh, I think it's easy clues. Right, right. Which I do. That's, I've done a lot of easy clues recently. Okay, so, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah, you would know that. You would know that. And you know, it's interesting looking at it from that perspective because that kind of shows what the Iron Man would do on that. But I think at that point, that's where we kind of shift into uh, the the discussion on what happens with the actual uh, content around here and we can talk about the xp rates now because there's really nothing else to talk about with the with the mini quest angle at this point because you in effect just finish the wall and finish the workshop and then report back to the king and then that that's it quest complete you get a quest point yes away you go it's really just introducing the main major characters like there is a little bit of running around you have to do you have to run over to village and drain all manner so like it's a nice little Sort of structurally, it's very similar to Cook's assistant. Like Cook's assistant, oh, yeah. on a structural basis, is this is the Lumbridge area, and this quest is very much this is Mistelin. This is for here. Here's where Varrock is. Here's where Barbarian Village is. Here's where Draenor Village is. There you go. All right. All right. So let's 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 keep that. Let's set that aside, but keep it in our mind. Somebody who's just started playing the game, plays this quest, wants to train the construction skill, you're presented with XP rates here. And we're going to talk about some of the weird stuff. But first, I want to talk about the XP rates that I think make sense, and we're a long time coming with this. So on on that note, you can make the stone wall segments from your limestone bricks, and in doing this... You're looking at about 125,000 XP per hour. 125,000 XP per hour. You can do this at level one. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, Planks are, in effect, I think, the money-making method of this update. In that regular planks uh, are 7.2k XP per hour. Oaks, 14k. Teak, 21. And... Um, mahogany, 33-ish. Then if you go up to refined, you got 12.4 for regular, 24.8 for teak, and 37, uh, 37.3 teak, and 58 uh, mahogany, 24.8 oak. Sorry about that. Then if we're talking about frames, that's 23.7K for regular frames, 47.5K for oak frames, 71.3K 
for teak frames and 110.9K for mahogany frames. And the idea behind this is that uh, planks will go into refined planks and then refined planks go into frames. Cost four planks to make one uh, refined plank and then three refined planks to make one frame and then all the buildings require a certain number of frames and uh, six stone wall segments for that. And the way I see this, and we were talking about this before, before, before in pre-show, wondering who, who this was for. I think that limestone wall segment one is going to be a pretty, pretty good way of starting off construction training without needing to, in essence, break the bank, I think. It, that's better. The rate of that stone is <clears throat> better than it feels um, because yeah. I thought it was all token XP, you know, I mean, essentially. Yeah, and, and and I mean, with this, you're looking at maybe taking yourself up to what, level 30, level 40 with this? Yeah. Ish, I think, on limestone wall. And then if you want to start looking at how to make money with the construction skill, if you don't want to use a plank maker, there's your options right there in either planks, refined planks, or frames. And of course, the question of how useful the refined planks and frames will be comes down to how many people will be uh, training here at the fort. Because after you build your um, buildings all up to tier three, you can, of course, rebuild them for XP, and that's where the XP rates of this update become a little bit a little bit more murky, I think, in terms of where they land. And I only tested um, I only tested XP rates for items at level one, forty, eighty, and ninety nine. So uh, basically, the t- three tiers of workshops and the third and final tier of the command center I tested for this. All of these are with a hundred percent perfect build and fifteen percent boost from your workshop XP from your or from your uh, tier three workshop because um every time you level up your workshop the first one gives you a five percent xp boost for construction in the fort the second one ten percent third one fifteen percent and at level one that's 55k xp per hour to build level one workshops with what we just talked about here with limestone you're not going to do that to level 40 you're going to do you're going to you're going to do limestone wall segments instead of w- tier one workshops then at level 40, you're looking anywhere between 155 and 170,000 uh, XP per hour with the Tier 2 workshop. And then for Tier 3, uh, the Tier 3 workshop at level 80, you're looking anywhere between 235 and 256k XP an hour. Then it gets really weird with the command center, the Tier 3 command center at level 99. This was a 20-minute test extrapolated out with the rune metrics worked into it. Rune metrics... With the higher XP dump, says this is going to be about 250,000 XP per hour. But on the lower end, if you extrapolate it out, somewhere between 215. So what I don't get is why a Tier 3 command center at level 99 is less XP than a Tier 3 workshop at level 80. Which it shouldn't be that way. Because if you look at the actual XP numbers on the wiki... It says that the command center is 36,000, but the mm-hmm. t- tier three town halls 26,000. And I know how to do math. And this well, is let co- me. like, I even got rune metrics here. 
to double check what I was doing, and Rune Metrics confirmed my numbers. Well, let me really blow your mind, Shane. So, ninety-nine—that's that's nineteen more levels than than eighty, right? Uh, last I checked. Yeah, and and at, at least that checks um, out. You know, uh, you many know what times level more it XP. takes to do the best prawn broker. Seventy-four, right? Eighty. Oh, but I, th- I thought the flotsam was seventy-three. Is it seventy three? I thought it was around eighty. It, regardless, it ain't ninety nine. Flotsam is seventy three. Okay, so seventy—that's even worse. <laughs> that just makes my point even more. Um, seventy three. Okay. I and I see where you're going with this, like, mm-hmm. and and the construction training method behind this is fun. It's how you would do a construction yeah. rework, and that's yeah. where we thought we were going with this yeah. earlier in the week. But the XP is not here to back this up. No. And what I'm, what I think needs to happen with this is that either buff the perfect build modifier, which is picky on its own side. We'll get into that when we talk about accessibility, or buff the the boost that the tier three workshop gives you from say 15 to, I don't know, 35, maybe 50% to make it not as good as the high intensive flots and prawn brokers, but at least competitive. Well, it needs to be. So for me, it needs to be at the least. Okay. If you're not going to match prawn brokers, Okay, there is an argument to be made about lean forward play. Yeah. But that same argument can't be made using a portable workbench and doing mahog- AFK right. mahogany flat. That's, that's an important distinction. Mm-hmm. And so it should at least match those levels. Because that's AFK. Just the same. In fact, it's more AFK. You don't have to follow around a perfect build sprinkle. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, AFK is even worse. Like less than hundred percent build is even worse. Mm-hmm. And and you know it, it took a it took a number of tries to get that hundred percent perfect build for the testing here too. So. Oh yeah, it's it's not easy to get. So well, I mean, it's not hard, but there's easier things to follow around in game. Is 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 the point and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's the whole weird thing about this is that aside from the limestone processing to make the wall segments and the ability to now make our own planks, I'm left asking, who is this update for XP-wise? And, I mean, you could make an argument that it's the communal um, not having to invest so much training method because you are surrounded by, you know, your friends and peers. And also with that, construction contracts takes a while for it to kind of spin up and, you know, be be fun and not a pain to do because you need all the all the upgrades for that. So I can see that, you know, maybe it's an option aside from construction contracts at the mid-level. But if you're really going for the fastest training, you're going to still do the prawn brokers. And if you're going for mm-hmm. AFK, you might as well do the um do the portable flat packs. Because Yeah, because yeah. 
because and and you know we'll be also very clear about splitting this all apart in terms of in terms of where everything lands because I don't think you can compare uh portables or even flotsams with proteins. We need to make that 100% clear that there's a big difference between using proteins and not using proteins. And of course people will have it will have an issue with that because to be the most efficient you have to use proteins. But in reality there are there's I would say there's still a huge chunk of the population perhaps even a majority that don't use proteins when they train construction and cut their own. Weight I off. mean, it's not something you can just go and and get for the most part. Um, I think we could see quality of life updates come in yeah. for that because the only thing a protein does that makes it different is it's stackable. Yes. Right. So we yeah. could get something that yeah. let us hold more planks or stack planks or whatever it is. Yeah. And, I can and, see that item. And, and I mean, even oh, with almost that, like a plank box. Yeah, we yeah. have that, and and, and it's yeah, almost like that. And the and the number of planks you can store with that at this point, I think, needs to be buffed based on this. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Because, I mean, it, it's just and for, well, maybe maybe not. Maybe the cost of it just needs to come down because it it is pretty steep to get the all the upgrades on that. But the point of this is is that I don't think. The three of us here were able to figure out who this update was for in terms of XP, aside from, you know, very early construction training. So let, let me devil's advocate, because I, I, I agree, the XP Good. is great, but, but let me devil's advocate. Please do. How, so all, all the conversation we've been having up till now has been about efficiency. Yeah. What, it, what is the, what's the optimal XP per hour? Yeah. And that's sort of the, that's become the dominant way to play we talk about the game yeah it, it's become the the correct way to play so my devil's advocate question how much is fun worth because i think we all agree that even if the xp isn't great this is more fun than making prawn brokers forever or sitting in front of a god forbid sitting in front of a portable workbench on world 84 Trying not to look at the chat. <laughs> That's the key there. So now I, I realize, like talking about fun is a weird thing to say. It's relative to veterans of this game. But if you look at this from the perspective of a new player coming in, a new player coming in, not used to RS, not yes, tick perfect, four T construction training. They're they going to want to see people. This is construction. Well, they're going to want to see people. But do you also want to open with Welcome to RuneScape? The best way to play is clicking one square every five minutes so you don't log out. Is, is that how we want to say is the correct way to play this game? Is, is that the best way to introduce this game to someone who's never played it before? About sums it up. Yeah, that's actually a really good point with that. And maybe, and, and this is kind of where we went on this with that, is that, you know, this is kind of like you were saying, Tannis, we had the Wars Retreat PBM hub. This is the Fort 4 and 3 skilling hub. Yeah, um, for me, this is a tale of two updates, right? Like, I mean, it, it's one, but it, it, it's... It, it, it's really two sides to it. Um, everything other than the XP is wonderful. It's 
totally well done. Love everything about it. Yes, I find the even the training method itself is you know is more fun than some of the other other methods. That being said, for me, and I and I think I I really I really found this out playing Fresh Starts. Fun for me is that XP drop, right? That's that's that dopamine for me. Yeah. It's like the PBMers yeah. get, you know, when I see that fireworks go off and I'm getting these levels and, you know, that to me is, is rewarding. So, um, you know, and I don't need a lot of people around me. In fact, they're usually just a pain in my ass, um, to be completely honest. So... You know, that part of it, you can take it or leave it for me. Um, but, but everything that was there, when we talked about it last week, I remember thinking, ah, that's nice. You know, I really need it. Ah, that's nice. But then when I was there this week, and I'm like, oh, man, this workshop has a, has a furnace. and stuff. Okay, that's cool. And then I'm over in the command center, I'm like, Oh, dude, I could do my kingdom right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I can do Anachronia's <laughs> right here, too. Like, it was different when it was here. Like, I, I know when we talked about it, it, it seemed like, oh, okay. But having it there, completely different feeling for me. Where I was just like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, I can do all, I, I, oh, I got everything right here. And then I was sad for just a minute because I'm like, yeah, Max Guild's definitely dead now, but um, I, don't know, I mean, at least until we get a GE, but, you know, in in my dupedom, I need a marketplace, so I need a GE here, guys. Come oh, you got one way. in Veroc that you can walk franchise. to. Or that. Walk to? What the hell is wrong with you, Shane? Or walk? use your luck of the dwarves to teleport. Because <laughs> we have walk? something to teleport. Yeah, walk. But no. But you just underlined the, the core crux of the matter here is that the effectiveness and um, success XP-wise of this hinges on whether or not you were hoping for it to become the new construction training method or if it's just going to be the skilling hub. And that kind of goes to what you, I think, Zerdone said, is that it feels like this was just built as the hub to begin with, but then they added the repeatable training method on after the fact. Yeah, there's a lot of little things about it that really sort of, I I don't want to get conspiratorial about it, but it does feel a little tacked on. There's some stuff we'll get to a little bit later on the accessibility side, especially, that makes me think that. Yeah. 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 It's not conspir- conspiratorial if it's the simplest answer. <laughs> right? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I, I want to give I want to give Jagex the benefit of the doubt. I I know they know what they're doing. Well, they they do, which is why I say like as an update in of itself, this is a quality update. It's a good update. I really enjoy it. But the balance is off, and it does need buffed considerably. If they want people to use it as a training method outside of those first few levels, because Prawn Broker will beat it, and this you're still providing your own planks for. 
Yeah. And we already went through all those numbers and whatnot. So I, so I think we can uh, kind of just leave it there. But it, it's interesting because this is, you, know, you, guys, you guys notice what happened here, right? Um, Tannis, you came in here saying that the XP needed to be absolutely buff, but here, here you are. You found it. You, you found a silver lining to this without without even me prodding you to do that. Oh well, I mean, I had a silver lining coming in. Like I, I liked the update. Like I, I liked everything about it. Right um, now, I had a nagging feeling that maybe the XP wasn't wasn't great, but I, I didn't pay attention to it until yesterday. The first three days of this week, I mean, not only did I enjoy it, but dude, I, I chose to play this update over another truly amazing game that I've been playing, and I and I wanted to play this instead. Like to me, that says a lot. Um, but, yeah, Jagger should take note know, of that. It, in all, in all honesty. Yeah. Because I bet there's yeah. there's other segments of the population out there, and I'm sure they have metrics to know how many people have logged in, um, in addition to what they had previously before this, to know you know kind of what sells and what doesn't. Um, so they have metrics on that, and and I guess the question with this just going forward is you know are they happy with where the XP rates are on this, or are they going to be buffed? I would like to know so that I will know whether to make frames or invest in portables. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know what I mean? I yeah. mean, but that's what it comes down to, right? Like, I mean, I probably already made too many wall segments for now, but just think, in case we get buff, I got them. I think another thing that's worth bearing in mind is Fort 4 and 3 is not finished. That's true. Like yeah. we we are, and the mods have said this. We are getting more content in the fort over at least over the, this coming year, possibly beyond. So who knows? Maybe in six months we'll look back and say, "Oh, how foolish we were." Yeah, and yeah, I, and, and and that's a good point because you don't know what the other buildings are going to be. It does feel kind of cramped now. Um, if I'm being honest, so I don't know where they would where they would go. But yeah, I had that thought too. But yeah. Go ahead, Tannis, then we'll move on to accessibility. Oh, I was just um if if we get anything, I, I hope it's a, a way to kinda do a little bit of customizing, some decorations, some stuff like we had with the aquarium. Well you can already um, and I was gonna talk about this uh later, but I'll talk about it now before we move on. Uh if you talk to uh Zoe outside of uh, one of the buildings here, uh, I guess it's your own house. You can change the season, and that changes the color of the trees. Yep. You can choose between um, the four seasons and the trees turn between you know being orange, being snow capped, having flowers on them, or being in a pre bud state. And then inside the chapel, you can uh, change what god it's aligned to. Um, uh, with the tier three chapel. With the tier three chapel, oh, okay. yeah, I, and, I, and I did see some uh, people saying, "Why can't we not have a Saren aligned chapel?" Because <laughs> Saren's the villain. I mean, I guess our yeah, we're we're legit. we're done. <laughs> Saren's, well, well Saren's no, gone. I mean, you got Saradoman, Zamorak, Gothic, Zaros, and Armadale. Ah, uh, Saren. 
Brassica Prime Cathedral are we right? Yeah, you know, that would make sense, actually. Um, for a Brassica Prime one, all you got to do is uh, take the Guthix color scheme, change some of the icons, and put a piece of cabbage on the altar. We live, we chief. <laughs> why are we... <laughs> Why are we allowing Zamor- Zamoraki in alignment, right? I mean, they're not sending their best. <laughs> we've, already, we've already discussed this. All right, so before we move on and talk about the accessibility of uh, Fort 4 and 3's new foundations, I want to thank our Patreon supporters for this week for enabling us to do what we do here at RSBNB Update. In particular, this week, I'd like to thank Alfie S., Amos Reed, Andrew C., Arvid's L, Beekeeper Steve, Big Huge Rat, Bryflex, Chunk the Monk, Cycle RS, Drama Free, Dura Max, Enrique V, Free Milk, Jacob G, Jade Gizmo, Jason S, Jeebus, Jesse W, Kesky, Ling01, Mohan V, Nate the Great, Nick G, Pernasius, Ricky A, RS Nerdherd, Samuel FL, Scott DS, Shirtpants, Stubby, The Naked Captain, The Dabbing Goat, Tim, Tom V, Zant, and Zazacon, thank you everybody for your support. It truly means the world to us. And if you want to know what these guys are just supporting, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash rsbnb there. You can support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And with that, you gain access to an entire back catalog of monthly bits, including our most recent discussion that we had earlier this month on the topic of drops in RuneScape and whether or not uh, boss drops could be made more common so that, you know, you don't need to grind out a boss and we don't need to uh, invest huge amounts of time into it. I know that sounds antithetical, but we did we did have a pretty good discussion about that. We also got specials from last year on Dailyscape, uh, tier list, skill tier list, PVM boss tier list, holiday events, you name it, lots of fun topics over the last year, but you uh, can have any of those. Uh, in fact, uh, up to 55 of them now at this point for as little as a dollar a month. And in doing so, you'll also be uh, helping uh, support the cost for hosting and production of the podcast. We also do have a VIP tier for $3 a month where you get a special um, mention uh, in our show notes at the start of the month and access to high quality stereo versions of the show, plus a Discord chat channel and uh, rank. For that, and if you uh, want to give the ultimate gift, you'll get a shout out on the podcast each and every week, and gain exclusive access to the outtakes we use to make the clip show at the end of the year uh, for five dollars a month. So, uh, big thank you to everybody who uh, supports us. We're doing our roundtable uh, this weekend. If you're hearing this on Friday, it's happening at 9 p.m. game time on Saturday. Uh, if you're listening to this after the fact and you're a Patreon member, there'll be a recording of that up. We always put those up on uh, the Patreon websites and other patreon members benefit but of course we're also we're also angling at some point at some point you know we're a little bit less than halfway there to do the hot ones challenge um i was trying to i was trying to coax sirion into this last week and your mic cut out tennis at that point um, oh you almost had him too yeah i know i, I think we could probably convince him of it um sir don't see like uh, hot and spicy things uh i do like hot and spicy okay. things okay 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 yeah, I mean, lots lots of people out here in Alberta have very bland palates and don't really care for that. I'm uh, not in that group, so I think I could handle this. Um, Tannis says I won't be able to, but I think this would be a, a fun venture for RSBNB Update to undertake at some point in the future um, for people who are willing and even for the ones who, who aren't willing, like Syrian and whatnot. So, 
Uh, if you want to help us get there or you just like uh, like the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash rsbnb. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks. How was it for you on day one, Tannis? That's the thing I think we have to ask before we go into the, you know, the perfect build hotspots and all that. How was it for you on day one? Was challenging. Um, at the end of the day, it, it was challenging for for many reasons. One, um, because you know, and and we can debate whether it's a good thing or not a good thing, but because it is open to everyone, because it is an instance, it made it very difficult for me to try to um, find things because of all the visual clutter um, that people bring in. So that that was difficult then after finding the stuff that i needed to make the stuff that i needed um then we get into the little i guess i call them sprinkles because i wouldn't even call them sparkles they're not big enough for sparkles they're more like sprinkles um which are supposed to indicate the um the place that you're supposed to be yeah building. the optimal build hotspot mm-hmm now, the difference between this and, say, either um, a Rockatunity or, you know, a Time Sprite is those are smaller clusters that when you spin your camera around, you, c- you can see the whole kind of area that you're going to have to go to back and forth. Sure. This is spread out to a point where it's beyond my field of view, so I I can't do that. And something Zardones had brought up before, too, is when it disappears, it just disappears and it just reappears somewhere else. It doesn't like take off and have a trail where you could kind of like follow it if you saw it leaving where you would know, oh, it's behind me now or or this or that. Yeah, the time sprite does that really well. Yeah. And so that was really difficult. Now, um, eventually I did figure out that the mouse over text does say optimal which was good because i really can't make out the sprinkles sometimes like they're it's just too small i i i don't see them at all and so i look for the mouse over text where it says optimal um but as you can imagine that's kind of cumbersome um yeah and and you know for new listeners to the podcast we'll preface this by saying you're playing with magnifier so that you only and if they see around the area where your mouse is at what, 200, 250%, I think, or more? Yeah, it's, well, it's about 300, yeah. Okay, 300. What about the audio cue? The audio cue was nice. That was something that I'm, I was glad to see. Um, but I also thought it was, I mean, it, it's subtle. Um, which, you know, I mean, that, that's fine. I, I'm glad it's there, like, just in general, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, it. the best way I could describe it is, you know, generic workshop sound, saw, sander, kind of all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. combined into one. And I, I think the question then that comes up from that um, is that, you know, a sound effect that's just, you know, designed to increase immersion or is it more accessibility related? And does it need to be more accessibility related? Because... Um, did you did you know what that was before I pointed that out? No, no. I I just thought it was regular. Yeah, and it, it only happens around the optimal uh, hotspot. So 
and I mean, it's pretty important too. We need to say because you're getting a twenty percent XP buff by keeping that perfect build going. Yeah, and that, see, and I find that like it's it's very discouraging for me, right? Like, there's none of those buildings can you turn to where you can you can see the whole thing like where you would where you would be able to click and and follow it yeah like actively like and without that the xp goes so far down that it's just like yeah and the the numbers uh, we pointed out earlier were you know uh perfect build numbers so you know shave 20 percent off that even more yeah you lose that percentage fast if you're not following and it doesn't recover and you know maybe like archaeology a bit of feedback on that would be to make it recover the longer you're on the perfect build hotspot. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, so in, in general, you'd say it's not an F, but it's not not as optimal as it could be. Then, yeah, that's yeah. I would put it somewhere around a C. All right, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, Zerdones, did you have any uh, accessibility things that popped up in your mind or in general with the, the fort system? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of these. Like, I'm I'm not visually impaired like Tannis is, but honestly, I was having all the same problems he mentioned. Not as severely, obviously, but I was having them too. So, yeah, it's... I don't, I don't love it from that perspective. Don't love it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. I think that covers that then. So I did something new this week, um, content-wise. We we did something called one of our uh, first take videos, and this was something that uh, went out on Tuesday this week. would have went out on Monday, if not for uh, other things that were happening. But in that video, I pointed out that, you know, hey... This is a new piece of content. It's trying to do an add-on to the construction skill. People have said the construction skill needs so much more and, you know, needs to move beyond the POH. And it fits in the realm of what back when RS2 first came out, they wanted to do for construction, surface world construction. This is it, finally. And under the right circumstances, this could form the basis of a of a construction rework. Now, I didn't go out on the video and say that this is the construction rework and this doesn't rework construction. I very clearly on the video say that, no, this is not the construction rework. And I think we're even more in that definitive, no, this is in a construction rework category after our uh, discussion on XP rates. So the question I have for you guys with this is, where does this land in terms of construction rework? Foundation. Okay. I mean... To me, that's like the million dollar question, right? Because I coming into this and I mean, I guess this might have been my bad, but I thought it was going to kind of um, not necessarily replace, but in effect, replace the PLH, right? Yeah. I, I thought this would be, you know, a hub, but also where you would train, you know, for the most part, where you would train your, your construction. And, um, 
given its current state, I just don't see that. I think it, it fits in with what Modjack has been saying is his preferred approach after having gone through the hell that was the mining and smithing rework, his preferred approach to skill reworks, which is a new training method and a top-end reward. From that standpoint, I think, I think it's a success. There's a new way to train construction. Whether or not it's competitive with other methods is a, its own topic, but there is another method. And there's a reason to get construction to 99. Because before this, like, why get... It's that command center. It's the command center, right. Yeah. Before this, the only reason to get 99 are the cape and the demonic throne, I guess. <laughs> and that was popular for, you know, the first two or three weeks and then kind of... Yeah, I mean, it, it was popular in 2006 when the game was more social and the the player on how like people still had house parties and you could show off oh you have enough money to get to 99 construction but 99 construction isn't special anymore it's not a status symbol so why get it now there's a reason to get it and it was the only place you could get a lap dance <laughs> all and right that's not true anymore now that uh, well i guess you don't get the lap dance i was going to say now that uh you can sit on the benches in Fowler Park. But. Oh, yeah, right. You were on for that that's, episode, weren't you? Yeah. I was on. That's giving a lap dance, though. That's not yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's giving. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you put it in that frame, in particular with the social, you know, uh, house parties angle, in many ways, the social prayer training at the altar is like that, in that mm-hmm. this is the way that you train prayer at an altar if you don't want to if you don't want to lose as many ashes or bones. Granted, if you still want the fastest, you're going to just get one of those powders of burial and, you know, spam that bury or scatter option, right? And then at yeah, the same time... Is, at the same I'll time... this one's nice, so, yeah. I mean... It, like, how many, how many times have people been asking for something like the, like the command center, though, right? A miscellaneous oh, table, yeah. Anachronia, yeah, I mean, archaeology research, ports, and then invention stuff at the at the workshop. I, I was talking to someone in the Clan Quest Discord who made the point that this is basically like they took every suggestion people were giving them for a max skill to rework, and then said, "Here you go, <laughs> fork for yeah. entry." Yeah, yeah. And you don't even need to be max; you just need ninety nine construction to get the get the best out of it. Yeah, I mean, you you can get what I don't even know what how early you can get all of the buildings at tier one. It's pretty low. Um, uh, level one for the workshop, level ten for the town hall, twenty for the chapel, and thirty for the command center. Okay, so so at level thirty, you basically have a max guild, and then at ninety nine, you just have a better max guild. Yeah, because yeah. you get you level, like you get access max. to anachronia, the research, and the miscellaneous stuff. <laughs> At the level 31. And it's worth mm-hmm. noting that that is further improved by adding ports, success chance, anachronia workers, and research cost for each additional mm-hmm. tier that you go up. Yep. And can, you, can I just say that I also love how many banks we, we, we've got banks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why are there four? Yeah. It's awesome. So you don't have to run all over the place. Like the, it's freaking yeah. beautiful. 
Okay. I, I, I understood <laughs> all of them except the town hall, but I had the epiphany while we were talking. Oh, it's so if you're using the town hall as a training method, you don't have to run to the workshop to get more planks. Okay. Uh, but you still have to run to the workshop to set the set the blueprint. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, I guess, well, then yeah. I have no idea. That's the only one I don't get. I get all the others. But there's nothing really in the town hall, so something has to be coming with that. Yeah, there has to be. Well, the town hall is all about the view. You guys gone up to the top? No. Uh, I only went up once to check out my, my bedroom. I didn't look around. Yeah, you got a nice bedroom there. We all got a nice bedroom, eh? It's even it's plush. That's even nicer than the bedroom and. Our house, it's got one of those beds with the curtains on the side and whatnot. Well, better be. I'm a duke now, damn it. It better reflect my current station. Um, but yeah, if you go up on all the way up on top of the roof, you can um, you can see the Slayer Tower. You can see into the wilderness. You can see you can see Varrock. Um, it, it is a true kind of, you know, just kind of get the lay of the land kind of thing out there. And, you know, if there was an, if there was an invasion coming... There's a definite spot here where you could set up a cannon up on the roof or, you know, even maybe have, have some snipers set up, you know? So Oh you can't you can't put cannons up. The cannons I, I don't know, go down there. I know, I know, I know. They they hot fixed that, that this they hot fixed that this week that there are no cannons allowed in the fort. <laughs> um But you know, the more and more we talk about this, the more and more I think that and Tannis, you're not going to like this. I think that the XP rates don't matter. I think it was yeah, designed. I don't that opinion. It was designed to provide that level 99 useful thing for construction and provide a training method for low to mid level players, and it does that well. If you want the most optimal, you're going to do like we said. You're going to do your um, your your portable flat packs, or you're going to do your prawn brokers if you want the most optimal XP. But if you're low to mid-level, I think the fort works fine. Even limestone works fine, level 1 to 40-ish. And then at the very high end, you got the you got the command center reward and all the other buildings. And I think that's the true story of of what of what happens here with the uh with the fort right now, right now before we get any other buildings or add-ons to it. I, I know you weren't planning to do that, but you kind of just sold me that there's no problem with this. Well, I I figured you would find a way to get there eventually. And but... I mean, I'm not being paid to do it. This is just what I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I know it's what you think. Um, but but at yeah, the same time, the only time I the only time I cared about XP was when I was you know going for um, 120 farming on Fresh Start. So. Um, you know, my the thing for me is I want the I want the XP rate to be good because I want to train here. I want to be here. Well, it's a good update. Well, do your portables here? That's what I'm going to end up doing. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm going to end up doing. But um, well, it's it would be a good place to do anyway. Yeah, I, I actually right. just hopped to World 84, and it's already the workshop here is already taken taken off as as the portable spot. Interesting that that's the workshop and not around the well. Yeah, right? I feel like that's where they were expecting it to be. Yeah, I, I don't know why the, why people are doing it in the workshop and not at the well. That's a very, very good point. 
proximity to the sawmill, maybe? Probably because maybe. some asshole decided to line fire in the workshop <laughs> repeatedly, filled the whole thing full of flames. Burn it down. <sighs> we, can't, we can't destroy the buildings and remake them. We have to burn them. I also just want to say that actually because of this update in terms of when I was um, testing XP, I actually had to turn pulse score boosts off because there were so many of those going off that it was uh, interrupting my XP counting. (laughs) Um, But... You know, I, I came in here concerned about the XP rates, and I'm not concerned anymore. Um, I think that the that the fort will have a a way a way forward for people who want to use it for portable training, for people who want to use it con- for construction training, and of course for the people who want the most efficient stuff. They already got those. So, and it does provide a blueprint if they wanted to do more surface world construction at some point in the future too. So that ticks all the boxes for me. I think minus the accessibility stuff. Um, that. I I feel like I I feel better than when I came in here, so that's good. How do you guys feel? I mean, I I, I feel about the same. Okay, but but you're still concerned about the XP rates and the accessibility stuff, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. How about user don'ts? Yeah, I mean, I I go back and forth. I'm I'm mulling over in my head what you were saying about making it about it being a a low to mid-level training method. Because one of the things that I put down in my notes was I felt like it was a miss that it doesn't interact with any of our existing buffs. Buffs for? Stuff. For construction. Okay, fair. So artificers have grow of proficiency. Yeah. Master archaeologists, master constructors. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not saying I need the crystal no, salt yeah. to still be relevant in 2023, but no, I and, feel and, like and, it's a shame. And I mean, I think the point that you're making is that if it was to be a true construction rework, all those things would have an impact on it, right? Absolutely. And I mean, again, it's not done. Maybe this will come in time. And if it does, glory hallelujah. But I mean, if it is intended to be a mid-level training method, then you know maybe that's okay. Because you need to be pretty high level to get a lot of that stuff. I mean, artificers measure. You need 99 construction anyway, I think. Or at least 99 crafting. Constructors outfit. And and I mean, also, put yourself in the in the idea that you, you know, make a free-to-play account and you see this port on the edge of the the border. It's obviously a members-only training method with that Mm -hmm. and a quest. And you, you know, you next month you see there's a new murder mystery quest and you see the fort. You buy membership and then you get hooked in, and this is what construction becomes for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it sells a membership, that also does something. That's true. And that's another thing I said in the first take video, is that for anybody who on boards with this, this is what they're going to see construction as. Yeah, well, because it's actually tutorialized. Yeah. The player on house, I don't think, is tutorialized. No, 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 no. no. It's, you have to go find someone. Yeah. You have to go explore. Which is, you know, from the era that the game was when POH came out, that that's how it lines up. Yeah, I mean, it's a different design philosophy. It's not a, it's not a wrong one. No, no. 
and it's very much the same same way that old school works in that in that regard as well. So, ah, uh, gosh, you guys, I'm conflicted. I feel like I feel like I got to give this a you know a the perfect. Well, not a, I'm not going to give it a perfect score across the board, but better than when I came in here. The more and more we talk about it, that's the way I feel. And it's not just me going that direction. You guys are influencing me too in your own ways. So. I it, I feel like this is one that we're going to just need to leave and stew on it and come back to it after we get more buildings and see if we were right or wrong. So I'm content to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. Um, well, in addition to that, we do have some patch notes this week, uh, a small amount of patch notes, mind you. Um, on the general side here, they tighten the restrictions on items that can be put in the Felidor party room chest. So that now for an item to go into it, it must be all of the following. Tradable, bankable, and possible to store in your beast of burden alongside other more special checks. So what item... I love patch notes when you can just tell there's a story. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what item were people using to launder here that they had to put, put these checks in for? Yeah, I don't know. Because that is a fairly, fairly uh, precise list of conditions on that. So I bet they can't tell us because of the bugs involved. But anyways, uh, a number of changes uh, to the quest list. In particular, the Elder Gods quest series has been tidied up to convert it to a linear series. And the Lore Hunter Yak Track tasks um, have been converted into a quest called Desperate Creatures with a prerequisite of desperate measures. So if you completed the tasks and collected your rewards, the quest will automatically complete. So we have desperate times, desperate measures, and desperate creatures. That's neat. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, obviously, you don't, uh, you don't get a quest point for it, but it marks the journal. Also, the mini-quests, um, these mini-quests have now been converted into short quests with journals, and they will not award quest points or treasure hunter keys. And these include the Sins of the Father, Raksha the Shadow Colossus, the Vault of Shadows, Battle of the Monolith, Eye of Het, Part 1 and 2, Aftermath, and now, as Anadra's quest requires the completion of Desperate Creatures, Raksha the Shadow Colossus, the Vault of Shadows, and Battle of the Monolith also now requires the completion of Azanadra's quest. So kind of just re-tidying up the, I guess, pathing a player could take in the Elder God Wars storyline. Yeah, it basically converts all the mini-quests into quests. Which, I mean, I think the biggest problem with mini-quests, especially some of these more involved ones, is they don't have that quest journal. So if you're don't, if you not playing them with a guide, or you're not playing them all the way through... You have no idea where you were. It's very easy to get lost. Yeah, yeah that's so true. So I, I think that's a good change. And uh, pour one out to, for Mod Shrike. Mod Shrike's last contribution. Oh, is this it? Yep, this, uh, she posted this on, I think she said it on Twitter uh, shortly before she left the company. This was how she spent her last day. Oh, wow, that's nice. Okay, I did not know that. Friend of the show, not sure. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, also, ambient NPCs around the monolith, including Ali and Trindy, now only appear for the appropriate stages of Battle of the Monolith. Makes sense. There. City of Sintistan now requires Battle of the Monolith. And Extinction now only requires Eye of Het Part 2 and Sins of the Father. Okay. 
And there's the patch notes for the week, everyone. Um, interesting to get quest patch notes like this on the week we get the uh, content drop uh, for uh, Fort 4 and 3. And with that, I think we can move on to our achievements of the week. Bit of a shorter show this week, but it was a good discussion on Fort 4 and 3 uh, nonetheless. So this week, for achievements, we have first up Terry Dax with 99 Construction on the 15th, Samurai Jack with 120 Runecrafting on the 14th, and Dat Engineer with 120 Woodcutting on February 13th. And also on February 13th, Pony Picker with 120 Agility. On February 12th, God Shaman with 99 Dungeoneering. And on February 10th, NXDE 99 Fishing. All right. Then moving on, we have Such XP Waste with 99 Ranged on the 10th. And Worst Tasker with 99 Thieving also on the 10th. Congrats, guys. Well done. Uh, as we always say around this time of year, calm before the storm, right before double XP happens. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Urban saving up. Yeah, keeping their, keeping their shots ready to go and whatnot. Um, but uh, we're going to do pick of the week before what we've been up to. Uh, Zerdones, you got a book for us. And yeah, take have, us through I, this from the beginning. Okay, so I have a book. I'm going to tell you who really shot JFK. So for, for our inter- I'll do a quick primer for international listener- listeners who may not be familiar. Uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy, president of the United States in the 1960s. He was very famously assassinated during a uh, parade in Dallas, Texas. There's a lot of odd stuff about his assassination that has made it a staple of conspiracy theories for literally ever since. It's probably one of the more popular conspiracy theories in the United States, I would say. And here's another one. So, uh, Mortal Error is the name of the book. It was published in 1992, and it tells the story of Walter Donahue, who did not kill JFK. Spoilers. Uh, Walter Donahue was a gunsmith who got really interested in the story. Uh, He read the report the Warren Commission report, the um, subcommittee report, talking about like what happened, the official findings on who assassinated uh, JFK. And he read this, and he, he's a gun guy. He's a big gun guy. He realized that the ballistics don't make any sense. So the, the official story is that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald fired three shots from a bolt-action rifle, one missed, the first one missed. The second one hit Kennedy in the in the neck and went through and hit the man sitting in front in the car or sitting in front of him in the car, uh, the governor of Texas. And then the third shot hit Kennedy in the head, blowing his. You know what bullets do when they hit heads. You've played video games. <laughs> um, Donahue realizes that the first two or Donahue's theory as a gun expert, is that the first two shots make sense. They behave the way you'd expect for a bullet from the gun that Oswald had. But the third doesn't make any sense. It, it didn't doesn't behave the same way. The trajectory is all wrong. He, he finds something very fishy about it. So he does, a, the book goes through over the course of 25 years. He investigates this. He finds all these little leads. Long story short, 
This is his theory. So Kennedy is driving down, down Texas as motorcade is going through Texas. Oswald fires off two shots. Behind Kennedy is another car full of Secret Service agents, the president's bodyguards, and they're, they're carrying assault rifles, because of course they are. One of them hears two shots, looks around to try and get a target. His, fit, his uh, finger is on the trigger because, you know, someone has just shot the president. The cars in the motorcade, their velocity changes very suddenly because someone just shot the president. We're going to react to that. The Secret Service agent isn't ready, isn't ready for that. He's not for racing himself because he's looking for this shooter. He stumbles, lets off a shot, and that's the third shot. And I just want to say at this point, a lot of the a lot of people who haven't handled guns before um, don't know that the amount of pressure you need to discharge the firearm isn't always a lot. So something as mm-hmm. simple as the car speeding up and you shifting your weight the wrong way could do it. Well, and, and that's part of what this book sort of lays out. Like it, it's tempting to say, oh, he was shot by a Secret Service agent. Conspiracy. LBJ did it. But no, like it's entirely plausible that it was just an accident that happens. And that, that sort of gets to why this was my pick of the week, because like, honestly, I don't, I'm not really into JFK conspiracy theories. I'm not really into conspiracy theories in general. I don't know if this theory makes sense. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it really matters. All the people who are involved are dead anyway. It was 60 years ago. But I, I love this story because it's kind of the anti-conspiracy theory. Because conspiracy theories generally are all about order, or, order under chaos. It's, it's the, the idea that even if we don't like what's happening, it's okay because someone's in charge. And that's very sort of psychologically comforting. And even the bad things that are happening to us happen because someone made them that way. But this theory which I think, I think is a much more mature way to look at the world, is no, so, sometimes you just trip and kill the president. Sometimes you just Mr. Bean and kill the president. And, and at that point, you wouldn't want to admit that. Oh, no, absolutely not. And, and that's sort of that's a, where this book goes further than that is like, there's a lot of weird stuff about the Kennedy assassination, like Kennedy's brain has been missing and is missing to this day. Like it, it was, it went missing in the sixties and they never found it. The theory is that all of this cover up happened because this one secret service agent accidentally killed the president who, by the way, probably would have been a vegetable anyway, because the second shot pierced his spinal cord. Yeah. So like really. LBJ would have been president regardless. Yeah, and, and Kennedy would have not been in a good like life, but not as we know it, Jim. So, like, it doesn't make sense to throw this guy under the bus. Let's just, you know, it's okay. We'll cover it up for him. He'll be fine. And, and the thing that this points out is that sometimes the most boring explanation is the way to go on this. And the where, where I draw the parallel is with the with the objects that were just shot down recently. One of them was proven to be a um, a, a balloon from an, uh, a club in Illinois. Yep. 
there's uh, there's a famous quote: "Never attribute to malice what can be adequately explained with stupidity." <laughs> yeah. Or in this case, carelessness, random chance. Mm. And and you know, I I, I haven't gone through the book and how how detailed does it get when it comes to you know the discussion on the firearms and the ballistics and all that is it something that a gun person would uh enjoy or uh, it... i'm not a gun person so i can say my eyes kind of glaze over at a lot of that stuff okay it seemed pretty detailed to me know what he's talking about yeah well so it's not written by donahue it's written by oh, okay. honor Meninger who is a journalist. Okay. Uh, but it, it is based, like Donahue did, uh, it was a collaborative effort, so Donahue did contribute. Hey, Tannis, you're a gun person now. They, 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 they let you buy one, right? No, they didn't. Oh, I but... thought you went back and got it. No, no, my brother, my brother got it for me. Okay, that'll be a story for a different day, folks. Um, <laughs> Tannis yeah. has his own story about that. <laughs> Okay, but but you are going to become an expert eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, Sir Dones. Anything else on the pick? <laughs> no, I, I think that covers it. All right, fair enough. Uh, link can be found in the show notes at update.show. Um, what have we been up to, Tannis? What have you been doing on RS? Um, I've, I mean, I've been playing 4, four and 3, right? Like, that's been basically taken up... Uh, you know what little gaming time I've had at night, um, and I've been playing this update. Um, like I said, I actually chose to play this update over playing um, another game that I the Harry Potter really game really am enjoying. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Hogwarts Legacy. Just we'll talk about it another time, but. Um, yeah, uh, I've been doing I've been doing the construction um, update. I'm ready for double XP. We're gonna be probably doing flat packs um, in the workshop, and I'm currently working on um, my fresh start character, getting him through the uh, the foundations quest. Nice, nice, very good. nice. Uh, as for me on RS, yeah, same thing. Fort four and three this week. Um, in terms of in terms of just you know building up all the buildings, doing the XP testing, uh, the quest and whatnot. So it's always it's always fun to kind of get back into that mode. You should have seen the, the amount of paper item on my desk yesterday with the notes that I was working on with this. It didn't make sense to me at the point, but I, I'm glad we kind of. Uh, nailed that out as we as we moved through and came to a conclusion on what the what the fort is good for and and who it's for. With that, but aside from that, um, dailies, 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 kicking up that passive money making again. Um, I have decided that at the round table, the I will be getting two hundred mil farming this weekend. So um, Patreon members Very will uh, see that, and everybody who is a patron is invited to that on on Saturday. It's been a long time coming, but I've got to a point now where I've accepted that it's going to happen. And at this point, I'm not trading farming because it was being delayed. So it's just time to do it. And I was also also missing out on a ton of passive income from the dinosaur roars. So that's that was the that was the final decision in in, in getting back to it. And and I've also decided that my 200 bill cape will be my inverted 120 cape that I brought over from the fresh start stuff. So, 
be I'll be uh, showcasing that around as well. But nice. That's, that's what I've been up to on RS. How about user Dones? Uh, I have been working on my the last little bits of my next major goal, which is the trimmed completion escape. Ooh. So I am very, very close. Uh, just today, I knocked off uh, fish flingers. I got my last tackle box, and I never have to do that again, except I do because I still need the outfit. Oh, God. That's a separate issue. Yeah. Well, that'll be a lot easier because that's only... 140 times four, it's about 500 tokens and not like 3,000. Oh, okay. That's a, that's, a, that's a way of putting it. Yeah. But honestly, the, the tickets are the worst part of that because with metal enhancers, you get metals super fast. Right. right. You, you need 500 metals, but you can get up to four in a single game. And with enhancers, one enhancer charge doubles the number of metals you get so you get you can get up to eight per game and you only really need like 30 charges to get all 500 very easy interesting interesting and and you're maintaining master quest gape and all that uh through this too right okay all right i've got that so i current so left on my journey I currently have uh, about 2,200 Barbarian Assault points to get all the Barbarian Assault rules. And I need to smash Virago on his big fat bonds. Oh, you haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I, get, I some, get, some, get some people from Clan Quest together. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure we got yeah. the people who can organize oh, that. Sure. Um, but that's it. Those two things, and then I'm done. Wow. Just in time for the Necromancy skill to come out this year. And I have to get 120 necromancy, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a so good point. It's actually a good point. I had a I had an interesting thought about necromancy, about the quest and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, uh, in relation to the, in relation to the fort and the and the quest, but I'll I'll save that for the round table when Sirion is there, just so I can annoy him with the speculation because I know he doesn't <laughs> like speculation. <laughs> But uh, that sounds good then. Uh, Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, that's pretty much it for this episode of RSBNB Update, folks. Uh, Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for being here in Zerdones. Always good having you on the show. Um, Glad to be here. Tannis, myself, and others will be at the roundtable this weekend. And, of course, we'll be back next week with another episode of RSBNB Update. Um, if you uh, want to have that automatically delivered to you when you when it arrives, uh, you can subscribe. We're on any number of podcast listeners out there. We're on Apple, Google, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course YouTube at youtube.com slash rsbnb. Um, if you want the list of uh, podcast aggregators, you can get that at update.show slash subscribe. And of course, if you uh, like the content or you like what we do here, give us a like and subscribe on YouTube at Gritly. Uh, helps us show out, especially if you like that uh, first take video that we did uh, earlier this week. Got lots of good feedback on that, so thank you everybody uh, for that. It uh, meant a lot to to hear that, and gives us some ideas about where we can iterate on that uh, kind of kind of content uh, going forward. On that, but with that being said, we'll be back next week for another episode of RSBB Update. See you then, everyone. Take care. See ya. Bye now.